All right, we are back. Number four. That puts us at a month. Fo fo fo. Fo fo fo. The Wendy's fo fo fo. Yeah. So uh, we are back. Episode four. Um. So the plan for this epi, uh, I think we're gonna do a little. Uh, so we've done some research. The main bit of the episode is all-time names team. So just like bizarre names that we found, we're gonna give a little backstory and whatnot. But uh, we're kind of gonna um, gonna get it started. Uh, we got some funny shit. Yes, we do. <laughs> we're we're, <laughs> we're gonna start it off by kind of just running down what's happening now in baseball, like what happened over the last week. Not a ton of stuff, but some big moves happened. So. We'll run down that first. Uh, I, I do want to say, uh, before we jump into it, uh, our YouTube numbers are continuing to show us that like only 15 to 20% of people that are watching are subscribed. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, if you're watching to subscribe, drop that like. It just helps us uh, kind of network uh, the podcast out to reach people past what uh, we're posting on Facebook, Twitter, etc. So if you like and subscribe, it'll uh, help out the algorithms and kind of push us to new audiences. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that we should touch on real quick is because we didn't touch on it last week was our thoughts on the AL and NL manager of the year. Uh, um, <laughs> I think we Terry, all Terry Both, Francona. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. There was just two guys in, I think, all of our minds that were far and away better than Terry Francona. I mean, I've Brandon Hyde in surveys, I think. Yeah. How, like, yeah. how does it not go to one of those two? I just th- – my thing with Terry, why, why would you give it to him when, like, manager of the year needs to be a manager that overcame something mm-hmm. and, like, kind of did the unexpected, pushed his team to new heights. And, like, to me, Terry Francona – the Guardians basically just did exactly what was expected of them. They didn't do any more. They didn't do any less. It was just kind of, like, <clears throat> in the middle, down the center of the road. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. But they, they won 92 games. So it wasn't like, why not give it to Aaron? Like, and if that's what we're basing it off of, why not give it to a guy like Aaron Boone? Aaron Boone won 99 games. Why doesn't Aaron Boone get it over over Terry Francona? Right, and I guess yeah, that's just – I I don't know. I'm not have, saying I think like, Aaron Boone should have won it because yeah. 110% should not have, well, but I'm if just that's what we're basing it off of. I'm wondering if the MLB has, like, actual, like, ver- like verbiage of what right. requires to win it because – to me, it's always got to be a guy that's overcoming something. Like, to me, Brandon Hyde, I honestly, you could say Brandon Hyde deserved it more than Scott Cervais. Mm. Because as far as the hurdle and how much yeah. better he made that the team, like, like the, the numbers that you were expected versus what you got as an outcome, Brandon Hyde, that gap is enormous. You think anybody thought the Orioles were going to finish over 500? I don't even think Brandon <laughs> Hyde thought the Orioles were going to finish above 500. I think the owners, back- the GMs, nobody yeah. did. Go back and look right. at the projections. I think they were projected to have the worst team, the worst record in the league. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't doubt they it. Over five hundred. Yeah, that's that one blew my mind. And yeah. same thing with the NL too, with Buck Showalter. Like mm-hmm. again, like sure, you're yeah. managing a good team. You didn't even win the division <laughs> in a division where you you are you spent more than the Braves. You didn't even yeah. win the division. You and I don't. To me, it's a no, it was a no brainer for Rob Thompson. I thought it should have been Rob Thompson through and through. The dude got picked up the, the, the helm in the middle of the year and brought them to a World Series. Yeah, that's like the only gripe I kind of have with that, though. Like, how do you give manager of the year to a guy who only coached half of a half of a season? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying no, yeah, he yeah. shouldn't be in the well, running for it, but he only coached half a season. So in that instance, if we don't think Buck should have it and Rob Thompson didn't deserve it, who do you think after that? 
Bowmel maybe with the Padres. I mean, either that or it's going to be Snicker with the Braves. Like, yeah. Either that or you got to look at Dave Roberts again for a hundred. Like, I just don't understand what they're basing it off of or what they're right. What the criteria is for it? Because if it's going off of just team success, then Francona and who won it for the NL? What we said, Buck Showalter. Showalter. It it just doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. So, and I think uh, we could probably use that to go straight into uh, comeback player of the year. Yeah, I think the AL one is. Yeah, I thought Verlander's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, you come back uh, from uh, Tommy John surgery to win a Cy Young, you're the best pitcher in baseball. Like, yeah. But the Pujols one in the NL (laughs) makes no sense. To me, I'm kind of ripping this off of baseball is dead, but it's a good point. Like, if you're looking at full body of work and it's a true comeback, Mark Appel should have won it. Yeah. Mark Appel got drafted, what, 10 years ago, first overall, was out of the game of baseball three years ago, had retired. Mm -hmm. And now battled is all the way back way all battled his way all the way back through the minors, and made a big league club. Sure, he didn't pitch a ton, but like still, if you're yeah. asking me, like, because I don't, know, it just seems weird to give it to Pujols, especially like so last year you had Trey Mancini, like that's very obviously like a good show for comeback player of the year after coming off of cancer, like. But I don't know the Pujols one just almost sent felt like a send off kind of thing. Like we got to give him some sort of hardware. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna pick him for this. It's basically he just sucked for ten years and then he had like a good year this year. He hit seven hundred and that was it. For real. Um, I'm just looking up real quick who the other nominations were. Did they do nominations for a comeback? Or did they just pick it? I don't know. It might, yeah, it might just be kind of like a the pick kind of thing. Oh, the uh, on the NL side, other players that received votes were Acuna, Mark Appel, David Robertson, Brandon Drury, Nick Martinez, and Ryan Helsley. Hmm. So pretty much all I mean, Tommy John guys. I would have, I would have kind of <laughs> made a case for Acuna. Yeah, I mean he had a down year though. Right. It's kind of hard to see what the guy's body of work was before. Then he gets hurt. And he comes back. He's a he's effective, but he's not as good as he was before. It's kind of hard to give him yeah, come back. Right. You, already, you just already know what he's capable of. Otherwise, you know. Yep. All right. Um, what else we want to touch on here, real quick? For the just... angels, angeling. <laughs> the angels, uh, angel. Just I don't know. Like they just. They seem to like these deals make a little bit more sense, but yeah. I mean, to be the Renfro deal is a good deal. Yeah, I got they, they they sent they away three minor league pitchers for him, or mm-hmm. I think Junk might have pitched a bit in the MLB, but I mean they they sent away basically three pretty low value guys to get Renfro. Yep. I think, and it's just this year, right? Basically a rental. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a rental. He's a free agent after this year. But like, what they gave for him, and like the Angels are a team like with the guys they have. If they put it together. Anybody want to play for him? Well, and that's, they just have those guys. I feel like they're kind of just like buying into this. Like they're like, okay, our rebuild isn't like there. Like we still have Trout, we still have Otani. Like our pitching staff is decent. We just need a couple pieces in our lineup, and we can kind yeah. of contend a yeah. little bit. So it's like now you have Taylor Ward, you have Mike Trout, you have Shohei, you have Hunter Renfro coming, you have Tyler Anderson to shore up the the back half of your starting rotation. It's like you have guys where you can put a good product on the field. I still don't think it's really going to get him anywhere because you're still playing in 
one of the best, if not the best division yeah. now. Well, I think baseball. they're I think the glaring hole that they have in that roster still is their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. bullpen is really, really bad still, uh, especially since they got rid of Rizel. Loop had a down year. Um, hey, you still got Aaron Loop in there, dude. Down year though, he played. He sucked this year. He really? Cool yeah, I mean, he wasn't wasn't awful. Nah, he went zero and five, but his yeah. ERA was good. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of, that's 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 the business of a of a setup man though for the most part though like you don't have to have a very high ERA to have a lot of losses because you're usually coming in the game in a volatile situation. Yeah, I'm trying to look. Uh, the guy, I don't know why I keep yawning tonight. This is crazy. Sorry. Um, the guy in their bullpen that had the most innings was <laughs> sorry I know, was uh, Jamie Berea, and he only had 79 innings. That was the most out of anybody in their bullpen. So they're just like. Yeah. It feels like they're just, like, throwing guys out there, like, okay, let's see what you got, and going but, off Well, of the that. bizarre th- so their starting rotation, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they have Shohei and then all lefties uh, with Anderson. Yeah, Patrick now. Sandoval, lefty, Reed Detmer's lefty. They had Syndergaard, who they got at the deadline, so he's a righty. Oh, Syndergaard went to the Phillies. Oh, you're right. He got yeah, rid of he him was with, was with the Angels and went to the yeah, Phillies. Yes. I, had it, I had it backwards. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael Lorenzen started a bunch. He's gone now, I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jose Suarez, was he a lefty? I think so. And then you have, obviously, Anderson's a lefty. They had Jansen Junk. <clears throat> yeah. That's and, a pretty good yeah, division Anderson's to have a lot of lefties, though. If you well, think yeah, about the power bats. It from, well, yeah, I mean, Jordan for the Astros, but, like, other than that. Tucker. Kyle Tucker, yeah, but they're still massively righty-heavy, too. Yeah. Suarez is a lefty too, just to go back to that. Is he, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so four lefties in already, but I don't know. I, I don't hate the moves. Um, to be honest, they seem to be more logical moves than what the Angels have typically done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to like be actual positions that uh, they're kind of shoring up holes that they needed to fill. So I, I just don't know what their outfield will be now. It's probably Ward, Renfro, and Trout. Yeah, so I put Ward and left, Renfro Ward and, and left, right. Renfro and right. Yep. Yeah, Trout and center. I mean, that's I a also, damn good outfield. Yeah. I was yeah. reading, too, on um, I think it was The Athletic or something. They were saying there's thoughts that maybe the – because the ownership group's trying to sell, that the prospective buyers are being like, well, you don't have – other than Trout and Otani, who do you have? Trying to butter the biscuit. Yeah, basically. trying to butter it up, yeah. trying to see how much they can actually I mean, sell also, it for. We haven't mentioned Geo yet either. Yeah. Who knows? Geo could be kind of an experiment thing. Um, someone made a good point that it's kind of hard to, like, at least from an Angels fan perspective, like, do you be excited or are you, like, still kind of annoyed? Because all they're really doing is going out and getting, like, major league players. They're getting yeah. dudes who are going to go out and play 140 games every year. Yeah. Like, But I guess the Angels outside of Trout, Otani, and Ward this year, like, and Max Stassi, I guess. Like, outside of those guys, you didn't really have yeah. dudes who are really playing a ton of games. Well, that's kind of like... I mean, that, that could be a part of their problem is they don't have enough consistency. You can yeah, call it a turd. Uh, it's still a turd. <laughs> I'm trying to look at her. Yeah, because uh, Jared Walsh played 118. Yeah, I think he had kind of a down year, though, right? Yeah, hit 215. Yeah. But, um, what else right, we got? We want to move on from Renfro. Uh, I think that was really all we had for, like, signings for the week. But the Clubs. Pirates. Oh, Carlos Santana. Santana. <laughs> you want to talk about a dumbass move. They have two first basemen now, which I did look. Um, 
So they had 10 first basemen start, 10 play, different players start at first base for them in 2022. Yeah. And then, and, then they go out and, spend, and they go out and spend $7 million on some random switch hitter that just isn't, he's not it. I just no don't matter. get it. Yeah. No matter who get? plays first for them yeah. at the opening day, whether it be Santana or Choi or whoever else, it'll be their fourth. Uh, fourth different first base in four years on opening day. So it's like, what are you doing? Who played first base for him this year on opening day? I not didn't was go it that Chavis? far. The ice horse, baby. Oh, was <laughs> it? Yeah. yeah. I just like why, at that point, why not just like I don't know why take they a triple A guy and I don't I, know why they released Chavis. I'm yeah. wondering if he was looking for too much or something, but he just seemed to fit in there really well. For come back to Boston, know. baby, we'll take you. <laughs> Everyone forgets that he also got a uh, steroid suspension like five years ago. Yeah. He but did? I'll tell you what. We'll, uh, we'll give him Bobby Dahlbeck and a pack of gum. Yes, they can have him. Call it even. Probably tell us to keep Dahlbeck. Let's take the gum. <laughs> Legit. Um, um, Verlander, speaking with the Mets, how do we feel yep. about that? I think that's just going to be a contingency thing for the Mets again. If they don't bring back the Grom, they'll probably pursue. Um, I feel like you can't wait. I know no, you can't wait. And that's that's the problem. But I think that the I have the feeling that I think Degrom is very obviously the priority for them. So I think they're going to try to wait as long as they possibly can. But probably. I feel like at the same time they need to come to grips that Degrom wants the hell out. Yeah, yeah. And I just wants I don't to go to Texas. I cannot see Verlander signing there. I can't see yeah, it. Well, especially with like the history between him and Max Scherzer, where they don't they necessarily hate each other. like we each other. We were talking about that yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't. Yeah. I maybe they're past it now. I, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to also uh, speaking of free agents uh, talking to teams. Uh, me and Chris uh, prediction seems to be coming to fruition. Aaron Judge talking to the Giants. Out. Did Not you? Talk, did you took a trip to? Did you, did you see out. that video? Yeah. That's yeah. so fake. <laughs> like, so, that's staged. Like, they were literally, like, they're kind of talking about how baseball's dead. It's almost like, uh, like, like, like you're hanging out with, like, uh, some random new girl after you broke up with your ex-girlfriend. You're, like, sending pictures, like, <laughs> yeah. of her, like, all over you. And you're, like, making out with her. That's what Aaron Judge just did when he's, like, I'm um, in San Fran just visiting, just visiting <laughs> just a family. Visiting and she goes, family and friends. Plans? She goes, I got something planned. <laughs> But I guess they talked about the meeting, and it was like a 12-hour meeting. They brought him around the whole stadium. They showed him everything. Like, I don't know. It, it seems uh, it seems more and more it's likely. Yeah. Giants are pulling out all the stops trying to get him to go and there. So I don't wait. Uh, it should it's be. It's the video of the office where they're all freaking out. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Exactly. It's happening. Um, but uh, I thought about, like, what his numbers would look like in San Fran. I think what you're going to see, his act. So I shouldn't say his power numbers are going to be down. His home run numbers will probably be down. He'll yeah. probably hit 35 to 40. Well, no but, shit. He's not playing in the Cracker Jack State. But, but what I will say, <laughs> he's probably going to have a shit ton more extra base hits. Yeah. Because those alleys insane. Yeah, is a lot more room for a bat like his to play, where you actually could probably have more impact on a game day to day in reality, like, you know, going gap to gap. So I don't know. I, I just, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. Yep. Um, um, and then last thing before we do it, I think this is the last thing. Just touch on the Hall of Fame ballot real quick. Uh, there's two other things I had on my head, but we didn't. Sure. Have to, yeah. 
Uh, so number one, uh, Red Sox uh, getting Park from the po- uh, Pirates. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't really look good for the Bogarts train. No. Um, that's Brings all I'll say about sadness. that. Um, and then, like, literally an hour and a half ago, Mike Clevenger signing with the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, big fan of that, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's a, a good move for him. I think he needs to be in a bit of a lower-pressure environment. Not that <laughs> Chicago's insanely lower-pressure than San Diego, but... I, well, you're playing in a dogshit division outside of the Guardians. Well, and a division yeah. that he played most of his career in, too. Right. So, yeah, I just think that's a... I, Completely logical signing. Just think yeah, it makes that sense. makes sense to me. Um, then you said you want to touch on that uh, the ballot. Um, yeah, just we we don't really need to go too deep into it. Yeah. I feel like this is. I got it. I like. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll wake just, up a little bit. I'm in shambles. I know, dude. I'm gonna like go off for a run. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. No, we, we don't. We don't run. Yeah, I know that's not happening. <laughs> Um, so there was just three, actually four guys that I wanted to mention real quick. And I think we were all kind of like on the same boat and it was like, there's not really that many, there's nobody on that list is going to be a first ballot guy. Yeah. Yeah. None of them. I we, think actually most of the guys that were added this year probably won't get in period. Yeah. Um, the only guy that I think has a realistic shot of getting in this year and it's kind of a long shot, Scott Rowland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the only guys that have like an even somewhat realistic chance of ever getting in are like Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, and then you could make a case for Carlos Beltran, but with the whole Houston thing, I still think um, I still think Sheffield has a chance. Um, he's just an instance of one of those weird like I don't know who to compare him to. Um, him and Pettit are kind of in a similar situation where like. I mean, Pettit's in a worse situation because Pettit literally came out and openly yeah. admitted to using HGH. Yeah. Where Gary Sheffield literally like popped positive because he used a steroid cream for like athlete's foot or something. Yeah. And like literally came out, admitted it, apologized, and like there's evidence to it. Like that's what happened. I was reading an article that said he shouldn't. I think I was telling you about this, Cam, that he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because his numbers weren't consistent enough. Like the dude hit over 500 <laughs> home runs. He yeah. has to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like. It's, that's a, one of the exclusive groups of our sport. Mm-hmm. If he's there, he's got to be in it. But other than that, yeah, I think this year, I think Scott Rowland is probably in because he was pretty close last year. And I do, there is a chance, I think, that Todd Helton gets in this year, too. Because um, I think he was at, like, what, 57 or something like that last year? Helton was at 52. So there's a chance. But I, I think Scott Rowland's got the best shot. Yeah. Um, I think Helton could get in by the end. He could be a late kind of guy, like, um, who the hell was it recently? Um, I can't remember. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Sheffield hit 509 home runs and was a career 292 hitter. How many hits he had? Uh, 2,689. Yeah, I mean, over 2,500 hits, 500 home runs, and almost a 300 hitter. Like Almost 1,700 RBIs, 200 bases. What did he play, like 16 or 17 seasons? Um, More than that, maybe. I don't think debuted in '88 and last game was '09, so twenty, so twenty-one, yeah, twenty-one. 21 yeah, I mean, to me, he's a Hall of Famer, but we'll, we'll know. I think the the what the ballots go in in January. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll have to we'll revisit. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Want to jump into these goofballs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
who wants this to get is, us rolling. This this is gonna just be some funny yeah. ass. This shit. is gonna be baseball comedy hour because we <laughs> last. So after last week's pod, the three of us were sitting on here doing our research and uh, like basically just laughing our asses off for like an hour and a half while we're doing it. And so we don't know any of each other's picks, but we made sure that we don't have any duplicates. Um, basically, just by like saying initials. these players' initials, and then yeah. we matched them up. So. We shouldn't have any duplicates. Uh, it's going to get weird. We did some research <laughs> on every guy. Like it, This is going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've are been we just going to start it going like pitcher, yeah, pitcher, started. catcher? Yeah. We'll just okay. each go. Our, oh, each of us will say our pitchers, reliever. Well, yeah, we'll just go Give down. Give our a little bit of info. And, yeah. All right. So who wants to get us rolling? We want to start with starting pitchers? Yeah. yeah let's do it. Yeah. All right. I'll kick us off. All right. Starting pitcher, Tim Spooniberger. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tell me about Tim. Tell me I'm about gonna, Tim. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about Tim. Uh, he he only played three seasons for the Braves and the Marlins. Had a pretty pretty good ERA, three two four career ERA with a two and three record. So not a not a lot of sustenance there. Uh, my fun fact for this guy: he's actually in a band with AJ Burnett. Really? Called, <laughs> really? called Matter Inc. So I would assume that they probably played for the Marlins together. Yes, they were teammates in Miami or whatever. Was it always in Miami or did they? Play no, that was Florida. Florida. It was Florida before, yeah, like oh, but it wasn't in Miami, twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was anyway. always because they played at the Dolphin Stadium for forever. Uh, and then just real quick, he was released in 05 after he had two Tommy John surgeries, right? So this guy was a big league pitcher in two thousand eight. So three year hiatus, signed with the Baltimore Orioles and played in Low A. Just, just loves the game. I All right, I just wanted to play some baseball. Married to the game, right there. I yeah. respect it. You want to go, Cam? Tim. Yeah, I'll go. You go, you go. Um, so my starting pitcher is Dick Pole. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a little can bit about Dick. Yeah. Right. I, we can refer to him as Richard if you want. Right. He's here for the Red Sox and the Mariners. He had a career five oh five ERA. But Stud. I mean, only hey. had a career 1.0 home runs for nine. So he wasn't giving up a lot of home runs. Right. You know He's what? playing at the polo grounds. Yep. And uh, fun, <laughs> fun fact about this guy, he coached Greg Maddox. Interesting. So, uh, who did he play okay. for? For he just, what? He, he who just did Dick play for? I didn't hear you. The say. Red Sox, Sox and, Mariners. and Mariners. Okay, interesting. So you got both, both of you guys had like new school guys. Relatively new, right? If it's Mariners. Yeah. It had uh, this guy. That this guy was, but yeah. yeah don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I guess all these. So yeah. I think you guys know my starting pitcher because this is the best <laughs> name in the history of baseball. Uh, my starting pitcher is Cannonball Titcom. <laughs> <laughs> so some weird. I like so Titcom is obviously his real name. <laughs> like that's not even a nickname. Like that's his real name. Yeah. Uh, so the weird thing about his his uh, his nickname Cannonball. So like, if you do like a deep dive through all like newspaper clipsing and stuff, for some reason he was never referred to as Cannonball during his playing career. Like two years before he died, all of a sudden people started referring to him as Cannonball, and it was like his friends claiming that one time he threw a fastball that split a board in half on like the side of a house or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so other than that, not really a lot is known about this guy. Interesting thing, though, kind of links him to us. Uh, he's a New England guy. He was born in Maine, and he died in Exeter, New Hampshire, which is, like, literally 40 minutes from my house. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, local guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one and only Cannonball Titcom. 
Cannonball take on. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving right along. Cam, you want to kick us off with your relief guy? Sure. My relief guy. Uh, sticking with a theme here for my pictures. This is Dick Stone. Dick Stone. Dick All right. Stone. <laughs> he, uh, All right. He pitched three games in 1945 for the Washington Senators. That's it. Uh, five right. innings pitched total. Gave up six hits. Has a career zero ERA. But he did not strike anyone out. Stallion. I have, no, I have no clue contact. why he was not brought back. There was nothing on why this dude was not brought back. They probably signed him off the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, Richard Stone. Dick Stone. Dick Stone. You could right. say he is a stone dick. Yes. Mm. Rock hard. <laughs> I think uh, we all know who I'm going with here. Oh, the friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Boof Bonzer. Boof Bonzer. Boof Bonzer. This is one I will say that we kind of argued about who was going to get Boof Bonzer. Yeah. <laughs> I will humbly accept Boof Bonzer. Uh, career 19 and 25 record with a 518 ERA. Electric. I mean, you guys know Boof was a first round pick? <laughs> he boofed it. <laughs> he boofed Not it. Boofed 20, 21st overall out of high school. Uh, oh, and then another fun fact: He won the Taiwan Series Championship in 2013. Really? <laughs> you didn't know he played in Taiwan. Now you know. I uh, wouldn't have known otherwise. He retired in 2015 from professional baseball. Interesting. Am I up? Yep. Yeah. So this is one of the guys that I stumbled upon that I found a ton of stuff about. And this is the guy I was talking to you guys about where I had never heard of him, and he's like a Hall of Famer and considered one of the best pitchers of the dead ball era. Uh, so it's Mordecai Three Finger Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reason why that's his name. Uh, so first of all, his stats, right? So Hall of Famer, he won a career 239 and 130, 209 ERA, which is the third best ERA among Hall of Famers for qualified innings. I uh, won a won the World Series twice, 07, 08 Cubs. He actually was on the last Cubs team before that, like 2016 or whatever, Cubs. So in his time, he was compared to Christy Mathewson, obviously like his one of the best pitchers ever. Uh, and they actually matched up all the time because they both pitched in the NL. And they uh, and uh, old three finger actually out dueled him 13, 11, and one was his record up against Mathewson. So they pitched against <laughs> each other a lot. Uh, so. I can I can send you guys a picture of what this dude's hand looks like. <laughs> Do in, I want to see it? I'll put it in the Discord. Um, so basically, he he was he got hurt hurt his hand twice as a kid. So first, uh, he worked on a farm and he was feeding like the thing that chopped up like the the meal for the, like the livestock, and yeah. his hand just got jammed in it. Oh, completely yum. cut off his index finger and cut off part of his his pinky. Doctor kind of reset it, and while it was healing, he fell like two stories or something, landed on his hand, and his hand looks like it just like it's mangled. It's terrible. It's so bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it right now in the the Discord, and I want you guys to take a take a nice gander at this here. All right. Well, while he's doing, well, that, oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Almost. I got a lot on this guy. So. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. Um, oh. uh, so, yeah, so check that out. Uh, so that's his hand. Um, so the in- thing that's interesting, Chris, you'll know this as a pitcher, because his hand was like that, he threw arguably what a lot of people said was the best knuckle curve ever. 
because he literally didn't have to bend his knuckle. He would just hold it, and his finger was gone. So they said he had uh, uh, a devastating knuckle curve and circle change, which makes sense. And uh, the weird fun fact, he's actually referenced in an episode of The Simpsons. So they, Mr. Burns is talking about how he wants to put together this, like, the best baseball team ever assembled. And they ask him what three players he could pick. He says, Hannes Wagner, Cap Anson, and old three-finger Brown. <laughs> so that's all I got Good on board. Three finger brown. I found right. a lot out about this dude, and uh, I'll uh, yeah, it's um, that's his that's his hand. You guys saw. Maybe I'll try to find a way to throw it up on the on the cast. But yeah, that's that's my crazy. only long one. All my other ones are shorter. So, <laughs> all right, Sam, I want you to kick us off with your first baseman because uh, oh, we're gonna do catcher or first baseman. Oh, catcher. Yes, you guys are gonna like this one. Oh boy. So, he was a five foot six, hundred and forty eight pound catcher. Played in the Negro leagues for six years, and two years in the Eastern Color League, which is the first pro black baseball league. Mm-hmm. That's all I have for information on him. But his name, Yank D's. Stop it! <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe able to pronounce Diaz or something like that because it's D E A S. But I, I'm, it's Yank D's. No, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm standing on top of my soap crate or whatever the hell you want to call it, my milk crate, and his name is Yank D's. That's all. Yankees. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's all you got on him? Yeah, no, I got literally right, there, cool. nothing existed. He wasn't even on Baseball Ref. <laughs> um, my catcher. It's not the best, but it's not not the worst. Uh, my catcher is Tony Suck. Uh, he's a career 151 hitter, so it fits. Uh, no home runs, no RBIs, and 205 at bats. Oh my god, that's pretty impressive to not be that's a professional really player and not get an RBI. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's uh, wow. It's that name sounds like it should be on Cam's squad, to be honest. But yeah, uh, he made his major league debut back in the day for the Buffalo Bisons. Now the AAA uh, affiliate of the Blue Jays. Correct. And also played for the Chicago Browns and the Baltimore Monumentals. Okay. Whoever the hell that is. That's the Federal League, probably? I, I couldn't tell you. Go ahead, so, Jim. That's all I got. I had Pickles Dillhofer. <laughs> no way. Pickles Dillhofer. Uh, yep. God. So, I only thing I wrote down for this guy was this is the most interesting thing I found about this guy. He died in 1922 from typhoid fever. In 1921, he hit 241 with a 241 batting average. So he was playing the year before he died. And then so he just like, got nope. it and died. Yep, just dead. Jesus Christ. Yeah, All right. Just, just dead. Just Good old dead. pickles Dillhofer. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have to make a YouTube video where we do a bunch of creative players and make these guys. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Maybe do a season or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> you want to take right. uh, first base, Chris? Sure. Uh, first base, I have good old John Walkenfuss. <laughs> uh, okay. Naturally, nicknamed Fuss. Uh, he was a career 262 hitter with 86 home runs, so a little, little established in there. Uh, not necessarily a fun fact about this guy, but a fact. Uh, got married in October of 2018, right? Yep. And the next month was diagnosed with dementia. 
Well, Ooh. you know, that's uh, just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Thanks for brightening the mood. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And that's how I got on good old walking fussy diet in last year, I believe. Okay. So did he play? What did he get married super old? Or he played not that long ago. Oh, uh, that was his third marriage. So yeah. So his his wealth was distributed. Yes, evenly. Yes. So uh, my first baseman, I have Boog Powell. Yep, I mean, he's a legend. Yep, six time MVP. Boog. Five with Baltimore, one with Cleveland. Uh, Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah, I think he was a Veterans Committee selection. Yep. And that, that's about all I got on Boog. Good old Boog. All right. I got the one and only Peekaboo Veach. <laughs> oh, God. All I could find about him uh, is basically how he got his nickname. So he got his nickname because when he was playing for the Kansas City Cowboys in the Union League, uh, they'd run these like timing pickoff moves, and he was a first baseman where it was basically like a drop glove play where he'd come behind <laughs> behind the guy at first, and they'd pick him off. So the opposing team started calling him Peekaboo because he would just like kind of show up out of nowhere. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's all. Like like I said, most of these guys I couldn't find shit because <laughs> they played like a thousand years ago. But yeah, so so I I'll take second baseman. Yeah, Rocky Rocky Bridges. That's a great name. And I want y'all to look at the picture of Rocky Bridges that I just sent in this that jaw is... Wait, no, nah, nah, he's got to have, like, gum in his mouth. So, for obviously, we Man. don't have... No, he's not, around. because look at the fielding picture. Maybe he just yeah. always has gum in his mouth. So, this dude has a baseball-sized lump, like, right here in his mouth, just for description. Um, and that's essentially all I put about him. Just a picture says it all about that man. He's but, playing with, like, a second person growing up yeah. his face. Career 247 batting average... Yeah, three thirteen slugging. <laughs> but yeah, that's Rocky. That's not very good. No, <laughs> no that's Rocky. <laughs> Want to go ahead, Sam? Sure. Second base. I think you guys know who this is. Uh, Stubby Clap. <laughs> oh, we do have a duplicate. Really? How do we? I oh. had. So I had uh, Stubby listed as my shortstop. Oh well, I guess I, I don't know how that happened. Uh, that's probably why we were looking at different positions. It's all right. We can, yeah. we can co-do yeah, stubby we'll, and see we'll, if there's anything. All right. So he's currently the Cardinals first base coach. Yeah, he is. Uh, his number was retired by the Memphis Redbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he holds a franchise record for most games played for the AAA team. So he was down there for <laughs> a no, millennia. Why? I think he only played like three games in the MLB or something. 23. Okay. And had Close. 25 at bats. Yes. Uh, in 2009, he was named one of Memphis's athletes of the decade, and in 2010, the club had an, uh, uh, Memphis Redbirds had Ode to Clapping Night, where they gave out stubby clap bobbleheads. Um, I think he also played for Team Canada, didn't he? Yeah, he had like a he had like a if I remember, he had like a game winning bases clearing like bases clearing a three run single. So I'm like, uh-huh. okay, um, he inherited his name from his dad. So he's actually Stubby the third. His son is the yeah. fourth. And my fun fact, his mom's name is Candace. Candace Clap. Candace Clap. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, God. Is there any things I missed there, Christopher? No, you literally had everything I All had. right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good old Stubbs. Good old Stubby. And I Stubby think the third. He's like five foot five, I think, too. <laughs> he's a pretty small dude. What do you uh, got, Cam? Who you got playing the two bagger? All right, went over right. Rocky. Yeah, oh, Rocky. I'll do mine. Okay. I have I have a different second baseman. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Uh, so my my second baseman is Dick Padden. <laughs> uh career two fifty eight hitter with hundred and thirty two stolen bases. So Dickie's got some wheels. Uh debuted for the Debuted for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1896. Jesus. Uh, in 1900, he was sent down to the minors uh, for the Chicago White Sox, where he served as a player slash manager. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And that's all we. That's all we had for good old Dick Patton. All right. <clears throat> we. Uh, you guys can do your short stops if you want. You want to do third base or shortstop? Doesn't matter. We'll do shortstop, I guess. Yeah, because I don't have one for this one. This this is an all time, this is an all time name. Uh, Pebbly Jack Glasscock. <laughs> oh god! And again, his real name is Jack Glasscock. Like that's not a thing. <laughs> Pebbly is which is what they threw in front of it because he always complained about rocks in the infield. He was a shortstop. Um, so interesting thing. I learned a new thing when I was doing research about him. I didn't know that Major League Baseball had a bare hand era. Really? I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. So yeah. he was considered uh, the best shortstop of the bare hand era. Basically, like, until Ozzie Smith came around in, like, what, the 70s, 80s, uh, he basically held every single defensive record at shortstop. Like, hmm. putouts, double plays, uh, assists, all that stuff. Um, like, for stats, um, uh, he led the league in hits twice. Uh, had a batting title, almost 400 swipes. Um, yeah, many of his defensive records stood for, like, over 100 years. Uh, he was the sixth player ever to reach 2,000 hits, uh, and only 27 of them are home runs. Hmm. Yeah, so I can send a – this actually, this card is really cool. I found a, a baseball card of his, and it's very cool. Oh, yeah. Good old Pebbly Jack Glasscock. And I actually just all it says at the top is Glasscock. Glasscock. It doesn't even say the rest of his awesome. name. <laughs> uh, Whatever you guys want to step up next. But I, have I don't have one. Granny Hamner. He won. Granny Hamner, huh? Six NL MVPs. <laughs> Damn, uh, Granny. In his NL career, he batted 263, 305, and 385. And fun fact about him, after when he retired, he was down in Florida. A bridge collapsed while he was driving. He almost drove right off it. It's the only thing I could find about him. That's bizarrely, <laughs> that's bizarrely him. random. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing that popped up when I searched. But he survived. Uh, he did survive. Good old Granny. He did not die on the bridge. Is it Granny Ham? Hamner. Hamner. Granham. Yes. Granham. All right. Three bagger. Hot corner. Uh, third base. I had possum witted. It's <laughs> the name possum witted. The name. Uh, hit two sixty nine over eleven seasons. Won a World Series with the Boston Braves. Uh, and his fun fact was he was stationed in France during World War One. Hmm. Wonder if he stormed the beaches. Couldn't tell you. Didn't, didn't God damn it. get that far. God damn it. <laughs> okay. You take it, Cam. 
I have Jimmy Dykes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> played from 1918 to 1939. In that time wow. frame, won three MVPs. Uh, had 958 career walks. And that's a batting average. <laughs> like that for him. What the hell? Jesus. Yeah. This dude just had, he's the Greek god of walks before Euclid's. <laughs> um, yeah, so for mine, didn't really have a lot on him, but uh, Toots Coin. Toots? Toots Coin, T-O-O-T-S. Uh, he played one singular game for the Philadelphia Athletics. I think he went 0 for 5. Uh, and then uh, I f- was able to find his death record. Uh, and the only interesting thing I found out was he was a car salesman. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, and I think he died of like I forget what they called it. I believe like uh, the stomach, his stomach lining swelled or something, and his body went septic, and he died or something like that. So yeah, that's toots. Tough. The guy had toots. a tough go. Yeah, he I probably had really bad toots with his stomach lining. <laughs> rough, rough toots. Rough yeah. life. No rough. bueno. No. All right. So Elfield now, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll kick it off. My my first one, and we'll start this off by saying we didn't go position by position. We each just picked three outfielders. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my my first one, Bud Weezer. I like it. <laughs> like the I band. Was like, how how could I? Uh, I was thinking more like the um, beer. Does but... he go with the beer company? Yeah. Oh, or Carl Weezer? Is it his dad? <laughs> it could be pronounced Weiser. And be Bud oh, Weiser. Weiser. I didn't. Uh, I, didn't ex- I didn't exactly look. I I assume it's Weiser. No, we're gonna say I it's Weiser. <laughs> Bud Weiser, uh, one sixty two hitter in two seasons for the Phillies. Uh, Electric. Yeah. Uh, so in nineteen nineteen, he was sent to the International League, mm. uh, and then that next year, he was still playing in the International League. He deserted his team, just left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he was playing for the Reading Coal Barons at that time, and he left them to go play in the Bethlehem Street League. <laughs> All right, right. So a- after that year, he reapplied or he applied for reinstatement to the International League. Mm. Was denied. I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot to fall back on. He could have easily gotten sponsored by uh, Anheuser Busch. Yep, <laughs> our official athlete of Budweiser beer. <laughs> Bud Weiser. <laughs> uh, so my first outfielder is Buttercup Dickerson. Uh, this one's actually really interesting because you know what team he played the longest for? The Worcester Ruby Legs wow. of Worcester, Mass, who, based on, like, if you look at when teams were dropped and added, was actually the Phillies before they became the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I thought that was uh, kind of bizarre. But, yeah, played for yeah. the Worcester Ruby Legs, which also went by the Whisters and also the Brown Stockings. Um, he's widely regarded as the first Italian-American pro baseball player, but there's a large conglomerate of people that claim that he's not Italian at all, and they, like, want him banned <laughs> from the Italian-American Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's really weird. All right. But, yeah, that's that's good old Buttercup. Buttercup Dickerson. My first outfielder, I have Pussy Tebow. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) He was born, a local guy, born in Worcester. Hey. He played in 1895 for the Cleveland Spiders. Mm -hmm. 
played two games for them, had eight uh, play <laughs> appearances total, managed to go three for six with three singles, two walks, and a strikeout. That's not a bad line. You know, I actually I came across the Cleveland Spiders too. I did not mm-hmm. know that that was a team prior, and that's why that that was a, a name that was up for when before they became the Guardians. That was one yeah. up there. I yeah. didn't know that until I did this research, so that was yes. cool. Yeah, that is uh, my guy Puss. Good old Puss. <laughs> my, my guy Puss. Good old Puss. Good old Pussyfoot. <laughs> all right. Uh, this one, I think we all thought this one was uh, one of the better ones that we we had. Mm-hmm. Good old Johnny Dickshot. Shot <laughs> uh, in the dick. <laughs> Uh, so 276 hitter in six seasons, he proclaimed himself as the ugliest man in baseball. And so I was reading up on this dude a little bit, right? And, uh, while at a game, one fan said to him, and he, he lived to tell this story. He goes, uh, one fan said, I want my wife to see you. So she'll appreciate me. That's how ugly he was. I'm like, yeah, I think I looked him up and he is, he was a hideous man. Oh yeah. You yeah, not. I mean, not really in a position to say much, but uh, hey. but once he retired, he opened a tavern. Anybody want to guess what the tavern's Dick name Shots was? Dick Shots Tavern. Close. Dick Shots Dugout. That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> Where is it? Does it still exist? Yeah, I don't know. I can look real quick. Yeah, Google that because we might have to make yeah. a trip. <laughs> <laughs> when we go global, we'll go to Dick Shots Dugout. Dick Shots Dugout. That's fantastic. Watch it be in like Boston. I would die. I can't find anything on it. Damn. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll go next. I got a, a very simple one. I literally have no information on him. Uh, Elfielder Chappy Snodgrass <laughs> uh, played three games with the 1901 Orioles. Went one for ten with a rib. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. Literally Man, couldn't that find was the end else, of it. But the name was too good not to. Not to throw in. So, this name, I uh, I saw him on a list when I was just looking up just funny or not cool baseball names. I like his name, and I took the advantage to look a little more about him. But uh, we all know him. We all celebrate the day. Bobby Vanilla. It is a good name. <laughs> it I is love a the great name. name. Yeah. Um, so, I, would just, I just kind of looked up just different facts about him. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that Bobby Vanilla Day didn't start until 2011. Yeah. And he was dropped in... He last played in the game in 2001. Yep. Um, but yeah, he played. Yeah, it was a played. stupid loaded contract. Oh yeah, I was reading a lot about that contract when I when I saw his name, and I just I'm there's so actually rumors by it. that there was rumors that if the Mets try to sign um, Verlander, that his would be a similar contract to Bobby Vanilla, which oh, I think was it. Edwin Diaz's is like that, right? Yeah, yeah Edwin Diaz. Forty-two. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's a great that's, like. It's kind of like a pension at that point. Yeah, like yeah. financially, it's pretty responsible, actually. Well, it's like weren't when we were talking about free agents, you guys were saying the Giants give out ownership as part of their contracts. It's like kind of not ownership, but you still get paid later on. Yeah, it's in a life. pension, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Bobby Vanilla, we'll throw him in the list. Legend. I think. I believe he also <laughs> played for the Pirates, if I remember right. Like before the Mets. He did. Yeah. Yeah, White Sox, Pirates, Mets, uh, Orioles, Marlins, uh, Atlanta, and St. Louis. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and the Dodgers. Crazy. The Dodgers. What the hell? 
Who's your second uh, outfielder there, Christopher? You already said this. Uh, yeah, I did my second one. Oh, we're on the third. last. Uh, third one. Not a lot on this guy, but Joe Blong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a great name. So, only played three seasons, uh, hit 216. Uh, kind of like a Shohei Otani. He was a pitcher, too. Won 13 <laughs> games on the bump. Uh, but in 1877, he was kicked out of baseball for crooked play. Is that even, he's like spiking guys? I don't know. He's <laughs> spiking guys, shit, apparently. setting people on fire when they weren't looking. Yeah. It's just like, I Jesus. don't know, throwing at their head intentionally all the time. I, hey, I don't know. You know. Got kicked out of baseball in 77. Notre Dame graduate, though, in case you were wondering. 1977 or 1877? No, 1877. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't just say 77. Out. Yeah, 1877. Interesting. Um, I got another one, not a lot on him. Phenomenal name. Dizzy Nutter. <laughs> just like one of my favorite I think behind Jack Glasscock that's probably my favorite one and Three Finger Brown that sounds like one of those nutter. like kid snacks that you would get yeah. Like, yeah. can I get a Nutter Butter that's can a, I get it's, a Dizzy it's, Nutter it's a Nutter Butter with like LSD in it <laughs> <laughs> let me get a Dizzy Nutter yeah. so all I got on him is he debuted for the Boston Braves played 18 games went 11 for 52 with all singles never played in the majors again good Good. Yeah. And I think, uh, who is it? Um, fucking, who was the pitcher? It was, uh, it reminded me of, because he's Dizzy Nutter's Dizzy Dean and Daffy Dean, the brothers, <laughs> the pitcher of the Cardinals. That's kind of what came to mind, but yeah. All right. <laughs> so last, last guy on all of our lists. Mm-hmm. Chicken Van Winklewolf. Um, he played from Chicken <laughs> Van Winklewolf. <laughs> There's just so much going on there. What the hell? Played from 1882 to 1892. Uh, but, but 10 of those years were in double-A. So the last year he decided he was called up to the MLB, played in three games, had 14 MLB at-bats, logged two hits and one home run. Hey. Good for that guy. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, am I right? <laughs> Good for, good for chicken. Good for chicken. Good for chicken. <laughs> oh God! So that kind of that, that wraps up our. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be really funny if we did uh, maybe threw these guys on a, an MLB the Show team and did like a a season or something. Absolutely. <clears throat> Johnny Dickshot gets into one. <laughs> Jack Glasscock with a phenomenal defensive play at the short position. <laughs> defensive replacement. He plays, he can't wear a glove. <laughs> he, he, Stubby clap. Chicken will be the fucking uh, even the bad boy. Oh god. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, next week, do we have any ideas that we might run down? Do we have anything on that uh, the sheet that we've been kind of throwing ideas in? Uh, we haven't really added too much to it. I can add more to it tonight, yeah. but um. Obviously, we'll touch on more signings and stuff, and things going on around the league and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, I think surprise. Yeah, I think like we had talked about what uh, all-time ballpark foods is one. Yeah, yeah. Best minor uh, league teams. mascots. Yeah. yeah, minor league team mascot, or we could just do mascots in general because Wally the Green Monster. Shouts out. We've 
we've already established there's no other acceptable option other than the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yes. Period. Yeah. Well, so is so They're are we talking one. about like team names and team names and mascots are two different things. Well, we can just do the just uh, just names. I guess I it guess. would. I guess it would be the team names. So yeah, we'll just do the names then, Yeah. Yeah, because it wouldn't be like. Yeah, Red Sox. It would be Wally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we can names, we can so. do team names. So we got food, team names. Uh, I think stadiums would be a good shout. Uh, unis. Unis yeah. would be better if we could find a way to like throw them up. Um, yeah. On the pod, well, we, but we could, but then you wouldn't be able to see us, which isn't a big deal. But we can share. You can share screen. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say so. we'll, we'll figure that out, but uh. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a fun one. Uh, I was looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. Um, yeah, I think everybody keeps stubby clapping your thoughts. Yeah, yes. uh, he's one of the few surviving players. I think we have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, going him, back. him, Boof Bonzer, uh, <laughs> going true, back yeah. to Pussy Tebow. He also had a brother. Forgot about put to mention his brother's oh, name God. was Patsy. Come Patsy, Pussy and Patsy. Come, Come Patsy. Patsy. Come, Patsy. You make me sad. Come, Patsy. <laughs> all right. We'll call it a draw. That's awesome. Yeah, I think now now that we have – we did all our recaps and everything, now is where we really got to – we're going to have to uh, put our Dig nose to the grindstone and start digging for some stuff to get yep. us through the offseason. Yep. Um, I think once the WBC rosters are all announced, we should definitely do a WBC yeah, for preview. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, that's an easy we're one. We're going to – I'll make a sheet tour. Keep – uh, the guy again. Keep updating the sheet uh, with our free agent signings, who went yep. where and who was right. All right. Yep. And then we can kind of keep, maybe make like a little game out of it. Like points, like a fantasy game out of it or something? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like one point for the right division. Yeah. Sure. Or something like that. Five for the right yeah. team, some, yeah. or two for the right team, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we got, we got some stuff in the works here. Uh, we're going to keep on, we got to just grind through the off season. Uh, Maybe we're gonna have so much fun come springtime, dude. Oh, and it's oh, gonna be God. electric. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. We like I said, just gotta keep grinding. Gotta keep uh, scrounging for content. Kind of, it's tough, tough this time of year. But <clears throat> be ready for hey. those two weeks. Two weeks when we uh, when we get into probably at least March. Probably once WBC starts, we'll probably go into two weeks. Yeah. You know what? We when is that scheduled for? I think it's like March first, March second. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's most of the month of March. Yeah. Um. Uh, you guys have any? Uh, I was gonna say I'll just throw out a, a wreck for uh, baseball fans out there. I just recently watched Facing Nolan on Netflix. It's fucking awesome. Uh, basically, just document on documentary on Nolan Ryan's career and kind of like the background of it with like him and his wife and stuff like that. Uh, it was <clears throat> it was pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys have any wrecks, baseball or not, but that's what I just watched recently and it was pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to have to give that a watch. I might do that tonight, actually. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's like it. an hour 20, hour. Yeah, maybe. I'll throw it on. Really excited tonight. It's really good. Finish it, finish it tomorrow or something. But, well, it's cool because, uh, like, Nolan Ryan is, like, this, like, stoic character that you never used to hear from. He yeah. He doesn't say much, and he <clears throat> he executive produced the, the, uh, the doc. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he's in it, in it, like, interviewed through the whole thing. It's, uh, you can see kind of cool inside stuff about, like, the, uh, the, um, the Robin Ventura, like hit by pitch, the mound charge, and yeah. like, the backstory to it, and like 
Is a, Put him in the headlock and give him the old... <coughs> he was like 46 <laughs> years old when he did that, too. <laughs> give no fucks and at Robin all. Ventura is running out there with a dick full of confidence just to get his ass kicked by a Well, if you man. watch the doc, you'll realize why he ran out there like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think that that wrap it up for this week. You guys got anything else you want to throw down? Uh, just one thing I wanted to touch on real fast because yeah. I know we'll forget to, forget to do it next week. Uh, let me scroll up and find it right here real quick. So they uh, came out with – they released the number with how much uh, the Astros players made mm-hmm. for winning the World Series and how much the Phillies players got for losing the World Series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either of you see this? Yeah. Having, the Astros one was guesses. crazy. Yeah. Um, I forget what it was, though. But they also, so the, I think they paid out a lot to, like, investors and stuff, too, didn't they? Yeah. So, well, this is uh, championship playoff shares. Mm-hmm. So Astros was $526,347, and then the Phillies it's like two uh, National League ones received $296,255. I mean, so that's, like, everybody basically in the organization, right? Yeah. Right. I wonder if, like, the Bat Boys get that. I'm going to go with probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. But I bet, you, I bet you there's players who are like, here, I'll slip you a crispy 10K. Yeah. Yeah. Probably something like that. That is interesting. But, uh, other than that. Got anything, Cam? That's all I got. Nope. That's I get nothing. All right, people. Made it a month. What'd you say? Oh, made it so a month. Made yeah. it a month. Nope, not canceled yet. Nope. Four down, a million to go. Yep. Let's go. Shout out Bush League Boys <laughs> fan. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Everywhere. Yeah, click yeah. that link tree. Follow us on Twitter. We got that link tree set up. Yeah. Just follow We're everywhere. TikTok going. Cam's responsible for the TikTok, so if anything weird happens. Yeah, fine. sorry. Nope. I won't take blame for it. Um, That'll yeah. be what gets us canceled. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll see you guys uh, next Monday. Keep a watch on Twitter. Uh, might throw up some polls, maybe, to see uh, what we should do the next episode on. Maybe take a little fan poll or something like that. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, turn those notifications on everywhere, and we'll, we'll catch you guys in a week. We out ya. Yeah.